0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 18th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. And right now, I'm dealing with the parable of the rich fool. Now, the parables of Jesus, we've been in this series for a while. It took me five months to go through the series on the miracles of Jesus, and we did that for the first five months of the year. And now we've been going through the parables of Jesus. We're at part 80 today. So this is Pearls from the Parables, part 80. And the title of today's message is Honoring the Lord with the First and the Best. Say this, say, I will honor the Lord. You can put this in the chat if you want, with the first and the best. Say this, I am a distribution center for God's glory. Get ready for the word is going to be good. All right. So before we actually get into the parable, there's a a scripture we've been looking at all year because we believe that at our church, that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So if there's any area of your life that has dried up for any reason, right? Maybe you don't sing like you used to sing. Maybe you don't pray like you used to pray. No, no, no. This is a season for you to get that passion back. Say amen to that. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to be dried up. No, no. I want a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing for you and for me, let's get into this this parable. So the parable is found in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21, but the context is verses 13 through 15. So let me read to you 13 through 15 and then 16 through 21. Here's the context. Beginning at verse 13, someone in the crowd came to Jesus and said, hey, Mr. Teacher, my brother has this inheritance and I want some of that money. Now, he didn't say what he did with his part of the inheritance, but he says, I want you to talk to my brother and tell him to split his inheritance with me. And Jesus replied, first of all, who appointed me a judge or an arbitrator? Why are you trying to put me into your mess? Like, I don't have nothing to do with that. But then he said this, but let me say something about your heart, young man. Watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. There's some people, you got to be careful. The heart of God is not greedy. Put in the chat, say, I am not greedy. You got to be careful. Do not allow greed to get a hold of your heart. Life does not consist of the abundance of things or the abundance of possessions. No, your heart is not right, young man. Matter of fact, let me tell you a story. And then he told the story about the parable of the rich young fool or the rich fool. Uh, And so he said, okay, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. So he thought to himself, now, what am I going to do? I got all these bumper crops. What am I going to do? I have no place to store all this. I don't, I have more stuff. I don't even know where to put it. Where am I gonna put all this stuff? So he said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna build bigger barns, right? I'm gonna build bigger barns to store up the surplus that I have because I have so much stuff. Instead of giving some of it away, <laughs> no, 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 Let me just build a bigger barn to hoard all my stuff, my stuff. And so, and then he says, I will say to myself, after I have all this stuff, I'm gonna walk over to the mirror and say, hey, self. Hey, I'm going to say to myself, "Hey dude, you got a lot of stuff. Now it's time for you to sit back and chill, take life easy, eat and drink and be merry." Not, let me take this stuff and be a blessing to other people. Not, let me take this stuff and see what God wants to do with it. Let me t- not let me take this stuff and say God owns everything, so Lord, what do you want? What do you want to do with these resources? To whom much is given, much is re- required. I have all this stuff. What do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'm your servant. You're my king. You're my Lord. I'm you know, I'm no, no, that's not what he said. He said, I'm going to say to myself, dude, you did a good job, man. Man, you did a good job. You got all this stuff. Now you're just going to chill. I'm going to spend the rest of my days chilling instead of being a blessing. I told you before that one of my mentors said that there's three stages of life. There's the learn stage. Then there's the earn stage. Then there's the return stage. And he's at the return stage and he's spending the rest of his life giving away what he's accumulated. He's trying to just give away what he's accumulated. The problem is that the more he gives, the more God gives to him. And so that's how we're supposed to live. But this guy, no, no, the rich fool didn't think like that at all. He was just hoarding and hoarding and hoarding. And he was not a distribution center. So God said to him, uh-oh, hey, you fool. This very night, your soul will be required of you. And then what are you going to do with all that stuff? All that stuff that you stored up, what you're going to do with all? You can't take it with you. What are you going to do? because this very night, your soul is required of you. Verse 21 says, this is how it's going to be with anyone who stores up for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Verse 21 from the New Living Translation says, you, uh, uh, no, yes, a person is a fool who stores up earthly wealth, but does not have a rich relationship with God. If you want to be rich, be rich towards God. Like when you're rich towards God, then you'll be open to whatever God wants to do with the resources. That same verse in the message translation says, that's what happens when you fill your barns with self and not with God. So what does this mean for you today? I already read for you um, Ephesians 4 and 28, where it says, "If if any of you have stolen, steal no more. Instead, go out there, get a job, so you can earn an honest living, then you have enough to be a blessing to other people in need. The purpose, I already told you, of of you working is not just so you can pay your bills, so that you can have resources to be a blessing to other people, so that you can be a distribution center. I'm actually glad that God is leading me down. First of all, I'm teaching the parable, so I got to teach what's there. But the way that God wants me to teach this, like I'm going to just teach you straight up from the word of God about true prosperity, Money is the least of all riches, and if God can't trust you with money, then he can't trust you with true riches. Put that in the chat. Money is the least of all riches. All right, so what does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these two things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. God gets resources to you so that he can get them through you. Say, say, Lord, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say, Lord, you can get it to me because I guarantee you. You can get it through me. If if God knows He can get it through you, then He'll get it to you. But if you just want Him to get it to you, just for you, if there's input, 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 no output, then that's like the Dead Sea. The reason why the Dead Sea is dead is because it has inputs and no output. Nothing can live there because it's dead. You can't just have input, 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 no output. There's nothing living there, and not in the kingdom of God, not in the heart of God. My pastor, my spiritual father. Tony Brazelton said something on Sunday. Now, what he said, I already knew, but the way he phrased it, oh, that was good. When he, The way he phrased it just kind of leaped in my heart. He said, in the world, people measure prosperity in what you have. In the kingdom, prosperity is measured in what you give. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I wrote that down. Oh, that's good. So in the world, people measure prosperity in what you have. In the kingdom of God, God measures prosperity in what you give. This is the problem with the rich fool. He wasn't trying to give nothing to nobody. The rich fool in the text was accumulating as much as he could, right? But not with the intent of the return phase. No, not with the intent of, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? No, he was just storing up for himself treasures in this world. So God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul will be required of you. Then what you're going to do with all that stuff? See, God's issue was not what he was doing, accumulating. The issue with God that God had with the rich fool was why he was doing it. It wasn't that he was accumulating because remember, the more God gives you the grace to manage and he gives you things according to your ability to manage. So if you know how to manage more, then God can give you more. But if you can't manage more, then God can't give you more. And let me just say this. Uh, Sometimes this is not in my notes, but this is necessary what I'm about to say. Your prayers, God's ability to answer your prayers is actually regulated by your ability to manage the blessing. (laughs) This is not in my notes. So somebody needs to write that down and put that in the chat. Uh, I might write that down for me later. God's ability to answer your prayers is regulated by your ability to, to manage the blessing. God will never give you what you cannot manage. So God is not going to give you what you pray for. God is going to give you what you can handle, what you can manage. And so this guy obviously could manage resources. He had a lot of it. The problem was not what he was doing. The problem was why he was doing it. What he was doing was he was doing it for himself instead of being a blessing to other people. So the rich fool was storing up resources and he had so much stuff that he didn't even, he didn't even have no place to put it. And and that in and of itself is not wrong because God is a God of abundance and overflow and increase and all of that. God is the God of more than enough. God will take you from the land of not enough to the land of just enough to the land of too much stuff. God is a God of too much stuff. There's biblical evidence for this. I'm not making it up. God will give you more than enough. God is a God of abundance and overflow and increase and advancement and all of that. I got it. But the purpose can't just be for you. You are blessed to be a blessing. The the purpose of the excess is to be a blessing. Now, if you want to take the excess and just for you, and you never have a heart towards other people, God is going to have an issue with that. I've told you many times that God gets you, you know, the excess and the overflow, but he wants you to minister to others out of your overflow. So like the man in the text, God can bless you to accumulate lots of things. God is not God doesn't have an issue with that. God actually has many scriptures that talk about your barns overflowing, right? And so this guy had barns overflowing. The problem was his heart. It wasn't the barns. To whom much is given, Luke 12 and 48, to whom much is given of him, much will be required. So the rich fool was building up hoarding centers for himself. And God wants us to build distribution centers for him. So put this in the chat. I am a distribution center. So God wants us to be a distribution center, a conduit of his anointing, a distribution center where we are in a position that we're blessed to be a blessing. God doesn't want us to just hoard blessings for our own sake, just to please our own selfish desires. God wants us to manage the resources he blesses us to have well so that we can become a distribution center for his kingdom. Remember, God is like many things, but there's only two things that God is. The Bible says God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. That's 1 John 1 and 5. And the Bible says God is love, 1 John 4 and 8. And I like to say in him there is no selfishness at all. So let me explain. The opposite of love is not hate. If I stop the average person, God's love anyway. If I stop the average person on the street and say, hey, what's the opposite of love? Most people say hate. But in God's kingdom, the opposite of love is not hate. In God's kingdom, the opposite of love is selfishness. The opposite of love is selfishness. God's love, agape, is always focused on others. So the opposite of that is you being focused on yourself. And so this man, the problem he had was he was just focused on himself. The rich fool was chastised and his soul was required of him because he was just focused on himself. When you develop the heart of God, you're not selfish. When you develop the heart of God, you get to the point where you're blessed, you're taken care of, you know you're good, and then you're like, okay, how can I be a blessing? You get up every morning. I get up every morning thinking about you. I know I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm good. So I get up every morning. How can I be a blessing? Even before I get out of the bed, okay, Lord, what are we going to talk about this morning? When you're blessed, you get up and you're like, you know what? How can I be a blessing today? Lord, How can you? you how do you want to use me today? Like, how do you want to use me? Every meeting, every conversation, look, I'm looking all my schedule, all of this stuff. Lord, you can interrupt my plans. You can interrupt. You can rearrange some stuff. Maybe I'm on a Zoom call. Maybe I'm on a WebEx call and I'm doing something and I think I'm doing it for work. You can interrupt. Like at any moment, if you want, if you want to shift the conversation to something spiritual, if you want me to make a deposit of righteousness into somebody's heart, I'm open to it. I am here to be a distribution center. And we are a distribution center, not just a money. Money is the least of all riches. We are a distribution center of love, mercy, grace, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, right? Uh, Favor and finances. Finances is part of it, but it's not, it's the least of all riches in the kingdom of God. So when you determine to live your life as a distribution center, you know what? You're the source. You get things to me so you can get things through me. You become a conduit of God's glory in this world. And there's no limit to what God will do in you, with you, through you. By you. Say amen to that. Let me close out this point by leading you in something. I need you to open up your mouth and say this. Say, Father, you are free to get whatever you want to me, because when you do, you will also get it through me. I am a human conduit of the divine. Say that. All right, so if you believe that God is free to do whatever He wants, put it in my hands. If you put it in my hands, I'll do whatever you want me to do with it. When you get to that point, there's no limit to what God will do in your life. Number two, God's financial system does not work the way that the world's financial system works. In the kingdom of God, prosperity comes as you give. So the more you give, the more God gives to you. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap, Galatians 6 and 7. So when you understand that, you understand what Jesus said in Acts 20 and 35, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. You can actually get to enjoy the blessing when you become a distribution center. What if the rich fool, instead of saying, hey, walking over to himself and saying, hey, self, we about to chill. We got so much stuff. I'm about to eat and drink and be married. What if he would have walked over to the mirror and say, okay, Lord, I thank you. I humble myself. Lord, I I don't even know why you've been so good to me, but look at all this stuff. What do you want to do with it? Let me spend the rest of my days being a blessing to other people. Let me spend the rest of my... There's people out there that don't know how to, how to manage stuff. Help me to teach them how to manage. There's people out there that need some of the stuff that I have. Help me to just be a blessing. How can I get it to them? Lord, there's people... You know what I'm saying? What if he would have submitted? But no, he was thinking about himself and the Lord said, you're a fool tonight, your soul is required of you. Then what you're going to do with all this stuff? True prosperity comes when your heart is yielded towards God. And it's also tied to your giving. The rich fool in the parable had bars that were overflowing, but he was not honoring the Lord with any of it. He was not trying to give God or nobody else any of it. The Bible says that Solomon, the richest man to ever live. Solomon is richer than anybody in the world right now. So think of Elon Musk. Think of Jeff Bezos. Think of all these people. Don't even come close to King Solomon. And King Solomon, with all of that wealth, said this, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your increase. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing. See, he's not a problem with, he doesn't have a problem with your barns overflowing. He wants your barns to overflow, but he wants you to honor him first. And your vats would brim over with new wine, but he wants you to honor him for, first. There's two words I'm going to highlight there, honor and firstfruits. Honor, first of all, honor is is like okay how am I going to honor the Lord with what he gave me well I'm gonna take I'm gonna do whatever he wants me to do with what he put in my hands and I'm gonna honor him because giving is an act of worship and then the word first roots so he's saying okay not only is giving an act of worship but I'm going to give God what is first, not what is left. I'm going to give God what is first and what is the best and not what is left. And giving is an act of my worship. And I'm not giving out of compulsion. I'm not giving out of manipulation. I'm not giving because somebody is trying to shame me into giving or tell me to give. And I'm not giving because somebody's doing the, I've seen some dumb stuff in church. Okay, I got it. I've seen it. I've seen things that are not like the heart of God at all. I've seen people talking about, hey, we need money. Like I'm gonna give five thousand. Who wants to give five thousand? Let me get a five thousand dollar line. Uh, what about a thousand? Uh, hey, you, you gonna give a thousand? Stand right here. Uh, let's do a thousand dollar line. All my leaders should be at least in that thousand dollar line. What can, can I get a hundred dollar? Listen, that this is not an auction. Like this is ridiculous. I've seen some stuff in church that that I, I am sure pains the heart of God. So, but please do not let's agree, Bishop T.D. Jake said, let's agree that the pattern may be, that, that while the material may be flawed, the pattern is still right. Meaning the Bible is right, even though humans may be flawed. I know that there are some pastors. I know that there's some charlatans out there that have stolen from people that have done things that are unscrupulous and, and erroneous. And, and, and I got it. I know that people have manipulated people into giving. I got it. That's But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's not say that that the the biblical principle of sowing and reaping is wrong because there's some people that are that are manipulating the system. That's messed up, and God is going to deal with those people. And I can't stand that stuff. I can't stand it. Our heart should be in our giving. We honor the Lord. Anything that we give is an act of worship, and we should give God what is first, not what is left. So not only should you honor the Lord but you give them the first, you give them the best. To be clear, let me say what I'm saying. I'm honoring the Lord. I'm not going to pay everything else first and then say, oh, what do I have left? How much do I want to give? No, God is not honored in that. I'm I'm telling you, the heart of God is a heart of honor. The heart of God is saying, okay, I'm not going to pay everything else first and then say, okay, how much do I have? No, no, I'm going to come to God. I'm going to honor him with the first fruits. And I'm going to say, okay, Lord, this is what came in. And out of everything that came in, uh, what part of this is seed for sowing? What part of this is bread for eating? I want to give you the first... And I want to give you the best because when I do it this way, I'm relying on you as my source. And I know that if I put you first, there's no way with what I have left, I'm going to be able to meet the needs of all my obligations. I'm going to be able to still enjoy life. Why? Because I'm putting you first. I'm going to give you the first and I'm going to give you the best. The apostle Paul said it this way in second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 10 from the amplified man. I was trying not to get too excited, but I'm getting excited now. Amplified says now he who provides seed say God provides seed. God is giving you the seed to sow. God provides seed for the sower and bread for the eater. God gives me stuff. And part of it is seed for sowing. Part of it is bread for eating. Part of it is I'm supposed to sow it. Part of it is I'm supposed to enjoy it. (laughs) So part of it is seed for sowing. Part of it is bread for eating. Uh, So I sow this part. And I, the rest, okay, I pay bills and I live off of this part. Okay, cool. And so now, and God, who provides the seed for sowing and provides the bread for eating, he multiplies the seed as I, as I sow it. He gave me the seed to sow. It all comes from him anyway. And as I sow it, he multiplies the seed even as I am sowing it. In the Passion Translation, it says, this generous God supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need. Say God supplies every need, but then it says plus more. God supplies every need plus more. And then as I sow, he multiplies the seed as I'm sowing it. So when you get income, you need to pray, okay, Lord, how much of this is seed for sowing? How much of this is bread for eating? If you fail to sow, you are going to fail to reap. What you don't want to do is eat all your seed. A part of it needs to be sowing into God's kingdom, and God will see to it that you reap an abundant harvest. Say amen to that. Let me say this as I try to wrap this up. When you, when you give God what is first and not what is last or what is left, and you honor the Lord, you're saying to God, God, I trust you. I rely on you. You are my source. I'm going to give you the first. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all this other stuff will be not only taken care of, but added unto me. Well, I believe that God, put in the chat, God takes care of me. So when you seek the kingdom of God first, instead of chasing stuff, I'm chasing God. God will see to it that stuff chases me. Divine blessings flow out of human obedience. So God's kingdom economics work on faith and faith is essential. I am giving and I'm giving by faith. I'm honoring the Lord. I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I'm not even giving to my local church. I'm giving to my local church. My local church is like the vehicle you give to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. That's just the vehicle through which I'm giving, but I'm giving to the Lord and I'm honoring the Lord. And this generosity is unlocking the blessing of the Lord over my life. And God's system, watch this. God's system is a system of trust not transactions. I'm not making a transaction. I'm not just going to put my giving, Jay Santiago and I were just talking about this. I'm not just going to put my giving on automatic and, and like it's a transaction and how much do I need to pay. I'm not paying God nothing. I'm honoring the Lord. Everything belongs to him anyway. And it's not a transaction. It's a matter of trust. It's not a transaction. It's a matter of worship. And last point for today, God's system is about stewardship, not ownership. I don't own it. God owns everything. God owns me. So when you believe that God owns it all, when you believe that God owns you, you're not concerned. You're not concerned about running out. Say this. I have no fear of running out. Why? Because I have faith in running over. God will never run out. God is my source and my source will never run out. Say amen to that. My God, this is good, man. I'm telling you, this is a message you might need to listen to again. This is a message you definitely need to share with other people. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You get resources to me so that you can get the resources through me. I understand that in your kingdom, prosperity is not just about what I have. It's what I have to give. I refuse to hoard and accumulate for me. I am a distribution center in your kingdom. You can bless me with abundance because I'm going to use it to bless others. I commit to managing the resources that you entrust to me with your wisdom, ensuring that they serve your plans and purposes. I reject selfishness, and I understand the nature of your love. I embrace your financial system, and the more I give, the more I receive. I commit to honoring you, Father, with my first fruits. I give you the first, and I give you the best. And I rely on you as my source, so you will make sure that everything else is added unto me. I do not have a fear of running out. I have (laughs) faith in running over and living with this mindset I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get my notes? You get the notes for free. Come on. This is some good teaching, y'all. Stuff that has taken me 25 years to learn, I'm giving it to you in 25 minutes. So share it. So listen, uh, if you haven't, signed up to get the notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you, God loves you more. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now, right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, God loves you more. This was good. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.